Night Radio, episode 476. Steve Schmee and the Rickster, Ricky V. Rock. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Today, we're doing a recap episode. Very, very important. These are popular episodes we have done. So we're going to basically present to you two different episodes. These are both cutting steroids. Now... The first one Rick is going to introduce, and I'm going to introduce the second one. But the reason we're doing this, because these are really popular episodes, and a lot of you are, have maybe not remembered these episodes, or you may be new to the show, and we want to kind of do a flashback and make sure that you get this information on these compounds that we have discussed, these anabolic steroids that we have discussed. Right, Rick? Yeah, guys, absolutely. So. Basically, what happens is, uh, um, unfortunately, turnover rate in interest in fitness is pretty high. Um, most of you guys listening to this right now, the majority of you, uh, might have only been listening to us for the last couple of months and are probably only going to be interested in fitness for the next couple of months. There's a lot of you out there that will get really hot about fitness for like six, seven months, and then you'll fall off. So um, I'm sure the majority of you guys listening to me right now probably started listening within the last year or so. And so we're revisiting podcasts that are older than a year. That's kind of the, that's kind of the baseline we use for this is go back over a year so that we can revisit some of this really, really good content that we put up together for you guys back then. Still very relevant, still a very, very accurate content. And um you know, it's just a good way to give you guys a nice long podcast uh, that includes a, a ton of content. Uh, now, today's podcast is all about cutting. Okay, um, the episode that I'm picking to talk about today is episode 296, which is uh, the Winstrel episode. Okay, now Winstrel is a great compound for cutting. Let me tell you what also what, what also is going to help you with cutting. And to slim and and to burn. Those are my products. I make two really, really good hardcore fat burners. One of them is N to slim. So you go to N as in Nancy, the number two slim, S L I N dot com. That's going to take you right to the page where it tells you all about N to slim. It's a product that you take about 30 minutes before you eat, 30, 45 minutes before you eat. It is going to really, really help you help your body. Make the absolute most out of the calories you already have. So please give it a shot. It's not stimulant. You take it before you eat. It works via the insulin pathway by helping modulate the way nutrients get distributed. It just makes it that much harder uh, for your fat cells to take in uh, some of the calories you're eating because it, it, it helps kind of make the fat cells uh somewhat insulin resistant once it's activated. And then it also helps make muscle cells sensitive to the actual uh, calories you're, you're eating. So uh, you get to shuttle more uh, nutrients, more ingredients into, into the muscle. It's a great product. I'm sure you guys are going to definitely uh, enjoy it. Uh, and also the other product is N2Burn. Uh, that one is uh, pretty easy. You just, uh, to get there, just go to N. And this is Nancy, the number two, burn. And I should say N as in need, 
<laughs> that's what the part need to build muscle.com. That's where N2BM comes from. So go to N as a need. The number two, uh, burn, B-U-R-N.com. That'll take you right to N2Burn. Look, guys, um, that is one that is going to be one of the more powerful over-the-counter fat burners you can still get. It's got some really interesting ingredients, guys. Just trust me on that. When you get it, you look at the label, you'll know what I mean. It's an incredible product. Um, it's got green tea extract, coffee, uh, green bean extract, caffeine anhydrous, ariagensis extract, Garcinia Cambodia, ginger root extract, 5-HTP, uh, Piper Nigram, Yohimbi HCL. And it also has uh, a version of ephedra that doesn't have the illegal alkaloid. So it's one that I could still sell over the counter. It's going to be great for fat loss. And it doesn't have the illegal alkaloid. It's not an illegal, it's not an illegal version of ephedra that's been banned. It's ephedra virus. Um, some, uh, it's, it's known in other cultures. It's used to, to make teas and stuff in different cultures. I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting ingredient. Entoburn.com, check it out. And, oh, well, you could t- grab those two. They'll go right, great right along with that Winstrol. Uh, instead of taking clambuterol, instead of taking crap like DMP, instead of taking any of that shit, guys, it's no good for you. Um, Grant Tuslin, Entoburn, and a little weenie, maybe a little Mastron. You got a great cycle. Um, that's all you need. Um, and anything to say before we start the show here, uh, Steve? What do you got? Yeah, and the one I want to talk about is Masteron. And that's going to be it from episode 298. Masteron is a very important steroid. I would say without Masteron, bodybuilding wouldn't be what it is today. In terms of hardness, when you see these guys who are hard as a rock, when you see them with the cuts to their muscles, Masteron is the absolute best hardening steroid. And the side effects are very, very low on Masteron. So it's tremendous. If you've got low body fat, if you're under 10% body fat and you really want to pop out your abs, you want to pop out your muscles and really, really impress people on the beach, impress people in a bodybuilding show and a physique show, Masteron is the one to use. So we're going to talk about Masteron as well. You're going to love it. All right. So why don't we hit the show? This hey, Steve, Steve, one quick question. One quick question. Sure. If, you, if you had to build a cutting stack uh, with Mastron using some of the products available at my store, even maybe some of the band nutrition products that we just introduced into my shop uh, from Nita to build muscle.com, or you go to N, the number two, B as in boy, M as in Mary.com. We ship all over the world, guys. Doesn't matter where you are. We will ship to you. What else would you use from my store along with the Mastron, Steve? Definitely go with the N2 Slam. One cap for every 20 grams of carbs before your meal. So let's say you eat, you know, let's say you eat uh, three large, you know, moderate to large meals a day. I would go with one to two caps before those three large meals. If you eat six meals a day, go for one cap before each of those meals. And that would basically help block that insulin spike you get after a meal that where your body goes into fat storage mode, it kind of blunts it. It keeps it lower. So if you keep that insulin from spiking, you're not going to store fat. So you're going to be able to build more muscle without putting on fat. You're going to be able to take more advantage of your food because n also helps nutrition partition. It's a great, great 
supplement. And my favorite thing about insulin, Rick, is it's not a stimulant. That's very important to me as someone who doesn't believe in caffeine. I don't believe in stimulants. I don't believe in caffeine. So it does more harm than good long-term. So for me, insulin is the perfect fat-burning product. So let's get to the show. Without further ado, here is uh, Winstrol, episode 296, and Mastron, episode 298. Here we go. What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Steve Smee here. As always, I have Rick in the house. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? So, guys, Super Bowl is coming up, but we got a special one for you. And this one, we have another compound. And this is one of the most popular steroids of all time, Winstrol. And uh, Winstrol, it's the synthetic anabolic DHT derivative. And it's called Stanozolol, and it is actually available in oral form as Winstrol, and it's also an injectable form called Winstrol Depot. So most of us in the bodybuilding community, we just call it, if you talk to guys in the gym, you talk to guys on forum, they love to call it Winnie, like Winnie the Pooh. And uh, Winnie, W-I-N-N-Y, not like, it's not pronounced, it's not spelled like Winnie the Pooh. And that's what they call it. And it's a lot of guys really, really, they get self-defensive about Winstrol. They absolutely love it. And then other guys, like on my side of the aisle, we absolutely hate it. We hate Winstrol. So in this episode, guys, we're going to talk about all about Winstrol. We're going to tell you all about it, the pros, the cons, how we feel about it, and how it may be a good option for you, or it could be a really, really bad option for you. But before we do, let's talk about history. So I'm going to bring in Rick. He's our history expert, and he's going to talk about Winstrol's history because it's a really fascinating steroid. Yeah, well, Winstrol, just like all of the other steroids we've discussed, was created around that same golden era. It was put on the market in 1962 by Winthrop under the name Winstrol which is what, why we call uh, Stan Solo, that's what we call it, Winstrol. Stan Solo, which uh, reads almost like Stanzo LOL, <laughs> but uh, funny enough. Uh, so Winstrol, uh, it's been around since then, another one of those steroids that was prescribed to people with wasting disease, uh, people coming back from maybe a severe weight loss due to uh, sickness or many other reasons. Uh, eventually, Winstrol just... Uh, fell out of favor over other better medications. And Winstrol was uh, front and center at the scandal uh, during the Olympics, which uh, many of us consider as the tipping moment that criminalized steroids. Uh, Ben Johnson was stripped of his gold medal in the 100-meter sprint uh, in the 1988 Summer Olympics for testing positive for uh, Stan Zolo. Um, So Ben Johnson beat... Uh, America's Carl Lewis, uh, Carl Lewis for the medal. And, and so there was a big backlash. Joe Biden was at the head of, of that whole thing. And steroids went from being prescription drugs to becoming illegal. And, um, you know, Winstrow was, uh, I think, the tipping point, what really pushed it over the edge for everybody. And many athletes have tested positive for Winstrow. Uh, Rafael Palmeiro uh, was suspended for 10 days. Uh, according to the New York Times, uh, he was uh, 
he was detected, uh, Stanzola was detected in his system. Barry Bonds was also accused in, in the Game of Shadows book of you, having used uh, Winstrel. Uh, Roger Clemens, um, also uh, some horses in horse racing. Uh, Big Brown, the Triple Crown winner, also a Winstrel in the system. Tim Sylvia, uh, the mixed martial artist, also tested positive for Winstrel. And the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, just a ton of guys uh, across many different sports, all tested positive uh, for, for Winstrel. And um, that's it, man. Just a, just a little brief history on it. All right, guys. So Winstrel is very interesting, and a lot of guys get confused about this, but it's, it's an oral or it's also a water solution suspension. So it, it can come in – I've seen it come in amps. I've seen it come in vials as, a, as an, a liquid form. And I've also seen it come in tablets or even capsules as an oral. So you can e do either. Um, with the liquid form, you can actually either inject it, which is a very, very painful injection, or it's typically a painful injection. I know in my experience, uh, I, I will never inject that shit again. Or you can actually drink it. Um, and the, the cool thing about Winstrel is – it doesn't get destroyed by the liver um, because it is liver toxic. It is a 17 alpha alkylated compound. So by drinking it or injecting it, it's still going to be liver toxic and it's not going to be broken down by the liver like some other oral steroids out there. Um, so, you know, basically um, there's also the third type of Winstrol besides the water-based suspension. There's also an oil-based Winstrol as well. So, um, you know, these are underground labs that are producing it, but that's not really a popular one because a lot of guys just like to just straight up drink the, the suspension version or just take the oral. So I don't recommend ever injecting Winstrol one way or the other, guys. I just recommend either drinking it or taking the oral, like I said. So there makes absolutely no sense to inject the stuff when it's an extremely painful injection and it's not going to make any difference as, as, as far as whether it's the half-life or it, the, the effects it has on the body, either negative or positive. So it's exactly the same. The, the only, um, if you look back at the way guys used to use injectable Winstrel, some guys would inject it every other day. Other guys would inject it every day, once a day. Um, the only benefit uh, to injecting Winstrel in this way is that it, it'll, the water dissipates out of the depot pretty fast. Your body absorbs it pretty fast. And uh, the crystallized hormone is left in the depot there just for a little bit longer. So you get a, a bit of a slow release effect of, of, of from the muscle that you wouldn't get when you ingest it orally. But like Steve said, the benefits aren't that great. It's not like it's got a, an ester chain attached to it and it's going to um, release over days. It's really just a slow release, maybe enough to really only have to inject it once every 24 to 48 hours um, because it... Just the, the difference of the winstrel going through your gut and being absorbed through the gut onto the to your blood system or uh, being placed in between the muscles and having to escape that depot, I guess you could say, um, over, over time into the blood system. It, it, you get a, a bit of a slower release off of, um, off of the injection. 
And, uh, and that's the reason why they, they even existed because the, the injection version of Winstrol was actually a, a prescription drug in, in Spain, I believe, from uh, Zambones that, that were called back in the day. I don't think you could find them anymore. But uh, there were uh, you know, pharmaceutical-grade injectable Winstrol that was uh, injected you know, every, every other day or so. So chemically, guys, guys what prevents Winstrol from being obliterated in our body is the, uh, the, it's got an added methyl group. And uh, structurally, it's a three-keto group is replaced by the A-ring of the hormone. That's what gives it its properties. That's why it's a DHT. Hey, don't mean to interrupt. Can you think of any other steroids that were produced by legit pharmaceutical labs uh, as injectables that were not, that didn't have an extra chain that were methylated? The, the, the only ones I can think of is, is Winstrol and maybe veterinary grade Ref B back in the day, the, the, the Refer B, the, the Dianabol back in the day. But can you think of any other steroids that were produced for human use, approved somewhere for human use um, that were not sterified that came in injection? Maybe testosterone base? What else? Maybe, yeah, it's got just te- testosterone suspension and maybe uh... – Maybe uh, the trend, the trend no ester back, back in the day. The, yeah, I mean, some, yeah, I mean, it's very not, um, yeah, it's definitely not, not very common. Winstrol is, is very unique in that regard. It, it's probably the only steroid that was pharmaceutically approved and produced for human use for both injectable and oral with the exact same structure, no modification really when you think about it. Yeah, guys, and and what's cool about Winstrol, guys, DHT derivative. It's a straight of DHT derivative, uh, which is dihydrotestosterone. So, what DHT is, guys, if you take DHT from testosterone, about five percent of the the testosterone that you're producing in your body gets converted to dihydrotestosterone DHT. So, Winstrol is a straight DHT derivative. We're going to talk about the side effects um, later on in this podcast. Um, but first, I want to get bring in Rick here. Um, athletically speaking, um, you know, let's say you're a boxer, MMA fighter. We've seen a lot of them get busted for Winstrol sprinters. Um, I, I, I feel like it's a combination of maybe, um, the whole Ben Johnson thing. So we have a lot of copycats going on, but also I think a lot of it has to do with athletically because it's a very dry compound. It's a DHT derivative, doesn't aromatize into estrogen. So that's why a lot of these athletes use it because they want to make weight boxers, MMA fighters, et cetera. So they want to get those um, anabolic and a little bit of androgenic properties without um, moving a weight class. So um, what's your uh, opinion on that, Rick? Why do, you, why do you think a lot of the athletes are, are using it? You know, even listening back to some of our podcasts, I realized that we, there might be a little bit of a confusion that we, that we give people here. The dosages for a steroid to help with your performance are much lower. You find that performance enhancement at, a, at the earlier dosages. The dosage that affects your aesthetics, the way you look, you find those, those results in the latter, the higher dosage. So when we discuss, you know, endurance athletes, runners and stuff using Terenobol, um, you know, the, the, the doping program where they were giving all these guys Terenobol. But then on the same podcast, we talk about how it gives you pumps and it makes it uncomfortable to, to, uh, to get around and do some cardio. The higher doses, when you go up, 
over 20, 30, 40 megs of, of these uh, oral steroids, that's when you start getting some of those discomfort uh, side effects that, that are not going to contribute to your performance. When it comes to performance enhancing, uh, guys who are using Winstrol, they're using it at the lower doses, 10, 15, 20 megs a day tops, because at those doses, you're going to get an increase in strength without necessarily increasing your weight. It's one reason why it is popular with, with athletes, because you could just, just take 10 megs of Winstrol a day. It'll increase your strength noticeably. You won't get an increase in, in weight. You might actually flush out some water weight on it at that weight. Now, when you start going 40, 50 megs a day, you're going to get more of the static aspect of it, but it's going to make your joints feel more brittle and more prone to injury. And now the water washing, the, you know, the water flushing now can actually affect hydration and, and other things in endurance athletes. So, yes, you will find Winstrol being used by a lot of guys that want to be stronger um, without gaining weight. A sprinter, a sprinter would be good on Winstrol, would see a marked improvement at 10, 15 megs per day. Once you go above that, uh, the steroid is not bringing you any more, really any more performance enhancement aspects. This, that's when the aesthetics, uh, when the way you now you look like you're on juice, uh, kicks in, and that's when you get the uncomfortable side effects. So hope that clears that up for previous podcasts and future. The other side effect you guys are going to notice on Winstrol more than anything is head hair loss. And that's because Winstrol, DHT in the body fries head hair follicles. So your hair is going to start falling out. Um, what's interesting is even if you're not prone to hair loss, using Winstrol can really do a number on your hair. You'll grab the top of your hair in the shower and you'll look at your hand. You got tons of hair on your hand. You're like, what the hell is going on here? So that's the problem with it. And a lot of these drugs like finasteride and tasteride that guys think can help protect their hair does not because these 5-alpha reductase inhibitors, they're useless because what they do is actually prevent the metabolization of, of the uh, conversion of testosterone to DHT. But since Winstrol is already a DHT derivative, it's bypassing that. So using those drugs is not going to directly help you when it comes to Winstrol. So what I recommend guys do is you keep your dosages low. You keep the Winstrol very short period of time, maybe four to six weeks at most. And then you run into it's a product called N2 shampoo, which is something I run every day. And it really makes a huge difference guys. And you want to get on that right away. As soon as you start taking the Winstrol, don't wait until the hair starts falling out. You want to be on that from day one. And that really makes a big difference. Um, Rick, uh, talk about some of the other side effects. If you want to talk about head hair, but talk about the pumps. You mentioned that earlier. Tell us a little bit about more about the pumps and some of the other side effects on Winstrol, including the prostate issues that guys report on Winstrol and also the cholesterol strain that they report on Winstrol. And how can they, how can they, uh, help themselves, uh, prevent those side effects? Yes. All of those side effects are very common on Winstrol guys report all of the time. Uh, look, uh, liver, liver support, use my uh, N2 guard. I tell everybody for your hair, N2 shampoo. If you want to find the best place to, to purchase it, just N, uh, N is Nancy, the number two, shampoo.com. Just N2shampoo.com. It'll forward you to the best website where you can buy N2 shampoo today. Um, Winstrol does have side effects. It is, it is one of the more preferred steroids because it, it's 
it seems to be side effect free in some ways. You're not worried about gynecomastia. You're not worried about water retention. You know, you're not worried about really having that juicer look. It's known to get you looking nice and dry, but it does have some internal side effects that you have to deal with. You have to be aware of Uh, your diet has to be uh, great on it. Uh, You also don't want to abuse it and be on it more than four to six weeks because of issues with your liver, your lipid profiles, and all of those things, you want to come off of it after about, I would say, six weeks. And keeping your dose in the lower ranges, you know, 30 to 40 mg, staying under 50 a day. I've heard guys doing as much as 75, 100 mg a day. But um, just staying in the lower doses will help you get the aesthetics, the aesthetic results from it and not uh, have to uh, suffer any more of the harsher side effects, uh, the hair loss and prostate. Again, this is a, a DHT derivative. It is going to affect those tissues unchanged. It doesn't need to come to come in contact with the fiber ductase enzyme uh, to, to be, to become a, a, you know, stronger hormone. It already is, is in the body. So a lot of women that have issues with losing hair and steroids, Winstrol is, is one hit, one steroid that will knock your hair out if you're a female out there. Also, if you're a guy and you have issues with hair loss, Winstrol will knock some of your hair out. Um, to me, I don't. It wasn't as bad as Trembolone was to me personally, but I, I used them at different time points in my life, so that could be a a, a thing. And uh, yeah, you gotta watch watch your prostate on it as well. Even if you take a uh, even if you take some of these uh, drugs to lower DHT, as, as Steve pointed out, those only work on steroids that need to first convert. Winstrol doesn't need to convert. It is going to affect those tissues unchanged. So um, watching your doses, your dosage, not, not going too high, making sure you don't use it for too long. Those are probably two of the best, uh, the best keys on it. Look, once you, whatever it does internally into your blood, once you get off this stuff, you'll be fine. But the two major side effects you really want to be careful with once while you're using it is you don't want to lose a ton of hair, and you also don't want to hurt your joints. Uh, as long as you can dodge out of hurting yourself, putting up too much weight too quickly, and losing too much hair by overdoing the dosage, and not using uh, something to block it at the receptor site like into shampoo, um, then you know, your those those are your two main concerns when you were talking about permanent stuff. Everything else with your blood, your liver, you can recover after cycle and still keep your your benefits, your results, your progress that you got from it. So all right guys, I, I like twenty five to fifty milligrams a day. Um when I was using fifty milligrams a day of Winstraw, the side effects became really, really bad, especially when stacking. So um I like to use it 20. I felt 25 milligrams of the job for me. If you got good quality Winstrol, 25 milligrams is plenty. Um, it's listed. The oral Winstrol is listed as an eight hour half-life. The injectable is a, is almost a day half-life. Um, so a lot of guys, what they'll do with the oral is they'll, they'll dose the oral once a day or twice a day. And then the injectable, they'll, they'll dose that once a day. And that's, that's good to go. Um, detection times guys, again, the oral is listed at three weeks and then the injectable is going to be listed at two months, but um, you know, they are really good at busting people. So if you're an athlete, you know, listening to this and you're tested and you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to go out and take a Winstrol. Um, unfortunately, like they're, they're really getting good when it comes to busting people. So you may want to rethink that. Um, it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. And um, you know, so 
I, I've stacked Winstrol with different things. I stacked it with Trend one time. It was an absolute disaster. I was getting headaches every day. I was going bald. It's the first time in my life I actually had a bald spot running tw- Trend and Winstrol together. Um, really, really bad cholesterol levels. My total cholesterol was like 225, 230, 240 even, the highest they've ever been in my life. Really, really harsh stack. I don't recommend stacking Winstrol with anything else harsh. I recommend either running it by itself or you run it with something very, very low to moderate side effects only. And that will prevent these side effects from having a domino effect. You really, really have to, uh, the misconception with Winstrol, okay? And we see this a lot because in the old days, Rick kind of touched on this earlier and I like that he said this. He mentioned that it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. So those side effects are off the table. And that is true. It's not going to give you the gynecomastia, the water retention, um, some of these other side effects that will domino effect. But, okay, just because it doesn't do that, a lot of guys in the old days, they'd say, oh, Winstrol is a very low side effect, mild steroid. And that, can't, that couldn't be further from the truth because it is extremely harsh steroid. So if you run this thing at more than 50 milligrams, if you run at 75 or 100 milligrams, I guarantee you that these side effects are going to be absolutely brutal. Another thing I recommend is if you have more than 10 or 11% body fat, don't run Winstrol because you're not going to get enough out of it to make it worth it because your body fat's too high. Winstrol is a dry compound. It's a polisher. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to dry you out. So if you have low body fat, you're really going to look good on the beach. You're going to pop out those abs and all that good stuff. But if you're over 10, 11%, 12% body fat, you're wasting your time, in my opinion, because your muscles are going to be covered up by fat. You're not going to be able to see anything anyway. So don't waste your time. It's great for if you're very lean, you want to be more vascular, you want to pop those muscles out, you want to get cut. That's what it's good for. It's good for finishing off cycles ahead of a competition in front, in front of a modeling shoot or a photo shoot, something like that. But a typical gym rat who just likes going to the gym four or five times a week and lifting weights, I don't see a purpose in using Winstrol. And, you know, that's my opinion. It's just a straight opinion from me, guys. A lot of, a lot of you may disagree. A lot of you have different experiences. But I think there's better options than using Winstrol in those situations. So really, Winstrol is one of those steroids. It's really, really good if you're a competitor, model, or you do photos or something like that. But if you're a gym rat, I don't think it's a good steroid. Rick, do you agree with that or you disagree? When it comes to aesthetics, to looks, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're over 10% body fat, just why use Winstrol? You know, Winstrol is to, to polish up because it gives you that dryness, that, that dryness from water retention. And if you're below 10% and you're going into a photo shoot competition or whatever, it's going to make a huge difference in just making your skin drier. It really dries you up. And, but if you're not below 10%, uh, you could use other compounds, in my opinion, much better to get to 10% because that, that water flushing effect, that dryness, it's only momentary. It's while the windstroll is in your system. So it's not really... A, a permanent kind of water loss. Now, when it comes to performance, if you're looking for strength for a more, you know, faster contractions, running, lifting, whatever, then you're looking at lower dosages. You're looking at staying under 20 megs to just get the maximum results from it, 15 megs. 
And, <clears throat> and then at that point, if you're competing, it doesn't kind of matter what you look like. It just matters if you can perform. And so the, I can see people who are using it for comp- competition, you, you know, being over 10, 12% body fat. And what I mean competing is weightlifting, running, whatever. I can see that. Um, and I can see guys who are planning to be, to look a certain way by a certain date and are below 10% using it to polish off and get, get that help, get that little bit of extra water out of the skin, out from under the skin. But if you're not in either of those scenarios, you, you might better surf with a different steroid. That's cheaper. Maybe, you know, um, I don't, I don't see much of a place for Winstrol and a guy, you know, in the low teens or high teens body fat that is just trying to, trying to cut down and it's not competing, not doing anything. It just, I, I think there are other better steroids uh, for you than, than the Winstrol. So a couple uh, things I want to add too. We didn't really touch on it too much. And, and one thing I want to add about Winstrol, because Winstrol is in that short list of steroids that women will use. Winstrol, Anavar, Primobolin. When it comes to Winstrol and Primo, both. Uh, maybe women have used it because it doesn't give them that hair growth and, and the thickening of the voice and the clitoris growth. Maybe they, they don't do those things, but they will knock your hair out as a girl. You know, as a girl, you're going to be really sensitive to these compounds. So that's something to keep in mind. Anavar won't do that. Anavar won't cause any of the secondary male characteristic side effects. And, and it won't knock your hair out either. But Winstrol, Winstrol will. When, at, at his worst, in most women, it'll, it'll knock their hair out. And it'll uh, maybe make uh, hair grow a tiny bit in, in the face, which I've seen it here or there. But it's one of the reasons why women use it, use it because it, it, um, it doesn't have the other side effects. So I want to make it clear, too, I said earlier about, about stacking Winstrol. One of the benefits of stacking it is it really binds well to sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. So if you stack it in some testosterone or, you know, something, give it a little kick, you know, give that, give it a little kick. You'll get some really, really good results on it. You don't have to run very much. So that's one of the benefits of Winstrol. One of the other benefits of Winstrol too, even if you're a gym rat, remember I said, you know, you don't need to use it for gym rat, but let's say you are one of those guys, you like to go to the gym and just fucking, you know, do bicep curls in front of the mirror and kind of mire yourself and have other people mire you. Well, in that case, Winstrol is a good option because Winstrol gives some, some tremendous pumps, the, the classic Winnie pumps as it's known. Um, so you'll be, you'll be doing your biceps in front of the mirror and your bicep will be popping out, your vasculate, your veins will be popping out of your bicep, your, you do calves, your calves will be popping out of your legs. You know, it's fantastic, you know, for that. So if you're one of those guys who just like to mire and, uh, you know, whack off to yourselves in the gym and, um, then hey, you know, Winstrol could be good for you, even if you're just a gym rat. So th- those are the options for you, um, for, for Winstrol, but if you like to go running and you are running and those pumps start hitting you, Ooh, that's going to hurt. Or if you're doing MMA or if you're a boxer or something like that and you're boxing, you're, you're doing MMA, those pumps kick in, Ooh, it can backfire. So you want to be careful. So you might want to, might want to try it out. Don't like use it unless you really, really try it out. And taurine is a good bet with it. N2 guard does have taurine in it. So if you're using your N2 guard with it, that's going to help with the pumps and not make the pumps devastating. 
Um, you're not going to be able to run very far on Winstrol, by the way. So, you know, if you, if you run like mile, one mile, two mile, three mile, if you're a 5K runner, 10K runner, no, 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 Winstrol is a bad choice. So don't fall for the whole Ben Johnson used it and he was a runner. No, no, no. Sprinting is not like running. You're not going to make it very far when you're using Winstrol because the pumps are devastating. Just to throw something else in, guys, the way Winstrol acts, and I've discussed this with, with a couple of guys that really know their stuff, uh, some people I respect. The way the Winstrol acts, it seems almost like it was a, a estrogen receptor antagonist. Like it, it, it's going into, into some tissues, taking up estrogen receptors, but not activating them. This is why you get some of the water flushing effects, which is what tends to happen. You get dry when, you're, when your estrogen is low. This is why maybe you get some of the brittleness in the joints, which also tends to happen with your estrogen is, is low. Um, it, it's a, a bit of the opposite effect that Anadrol has, which we dis- discussed on uh, two podcasts ago. Anadrol will attach to estrogen receptors and actually activate them, create a signal this is why you can get gynecomastia from anadrol and you can get um, water retention from anadrol even though it doesn't aromatize. And I think that's from, like, again, talking of some very smart folks, we think this is what goes on with Winstrol, that to a degree it does act as a receptor, as a, it's a serm almost, you know, almost the, like taking up the place of, of estrogen. This is why it flushes you out, makes you brittle. So, um, when you use it to really gain those effects and really see what you can see out of it, you want to be in the lower body fat percentages like Steve and I discussed. I, I, unless, you're, unless you're really get, trying to get that look, I, I wouldn't use it. I don't use it much. Um, I've used it a couple of times. Again, just to say I did, just to experiment on myself. But, I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't quite find a, a much of a, a place for it for me. I do like how it helps flush water, but at the same time, it's, I just thought I felt like I needed a pretty high dose for it to, to, be, to really affect the way I look, and I would get some side effects at the higher dosage. So um, just the way I, f- I felt about it. So just wanted to throw that in there because I, I just remembered as we're going through this um, about why it, it behaves that way. So. Yeah, and joint joint issues. Um, and Rick, what Rick just said is why Winstrol gives you really bad joint issues. So elbows, your elbows, your knees, your maybe your ankles, shoulders, all that stuff starts cracking when you're on Winstrol. Is exactly what Rick said. It dries your joints out a lot. So you want to make sure when you're using Winstrol, guys, you're using very very caution not to injure yourself because if you're use, if you got dry joints and you're lifting weights with dry joints you know, that can, that can cause injury and it, it happens a lot. So, you know, if you're a power lifter, Winstrol is probably not a good option for you for that reason. You know, you can really, really hurt yourself. I recommend into joint RX. That's what I use if I ever touch Winstrol because that's going to, that's going to help with, with your joints. It's got a lot of natural ingredients to help with your joints. So really, really good option there. Yoga, stretching, all lubricated joints. When you lift weights, it dries your joints. When you take Winstrol, it dries your joints. So you got you to gotta offset that, guys. Use your N2 Joint RX. Make sure you're eating a lot of good fats. And make sure you're doing some stretching and some yoga. And that will lubricate your joints right back. Very, very important. Never abuse Winstrol, guys. I mentioned it earlier. 
But um, a lot of guys, they don't want to listen to this because they don't understand. But Winstrol should not be ran longer than four to six weeks at most because it's extremely brutal on the body. So you really, really got to be aware of that. It's, it, it's really bad on your joints, on your hair, on your liver, on your cholesterol, on your prostate, and go on and on. It's very, very harsh steroid. So be very, very careful when you use it. And when you stack it, be very, very careful as well. Final words, Rick, before we close up. Don't abuse it. You know, don't abuse steroids. Uh, don't use them too soon. Uh, somebody asked me this the other day, uh, what they should do about their first cycle. I said, look, just don't start too soon. Have you been training natural for five years to eight years, about five to eight years? Natural, hard training, good, good habits, good technique. Have you? If you haven't, don't start too soon. Same thing with Winstrol. It's Winstrol is right up there with Anabar, famous as, as the steroid that does all these great things, but it doesn't hurt you. It'll hurt you too. You know, most steroids that you take can have side effects that'll last for years after you get off of them. We discussed this in about 10, 15 podcasts ago. We discussed uh, some guys who'd done a, a one or two steroid cycles and their pituitary gland never recovered for years after their LH and FSH levels were, were off even for years after getting off the steroids. So just don't abuse all this stuff, guys. Uh, make sure you know you could. This next cycle could give you an issue that it could take years for you to bounce back from. So just, just know what you're doing out there. Yeah, and Winstrol does shut you down, just like every other anabolic steroid guy. So a post-cycle therapy, very, very important. I don't know why people think that because something doesn't aromatize into estrogen or or whatever it, it, that – that you shouldn't run a PCT. Every steroid, guys, you need to run a PCT. So it's very, very important. So that is it, guys. Evolution.org podcast for Steve Smee and Rick. We'll talk to you guys next week with another episode. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. What's up, guys? Evolution at Word Podcast. Way. Steve C here. Rick is in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, so, guys, we like to do a compound episode. Every other episode, we do a Q&A episode every other episode. So keep following. We'll have more coming your way. Unbelievably, we're almost to number 300. So we're, we're really um, almost there, guys. So this compound that we're going to talk about in this episode is Masteron. Masteron is a trade name for draw alone. It's a popular anabolic steroid among bodybuilders who are looking to get um, hard, looking to get dry and who especially are into competing, photo shoots, that sort of thing. Um, you know, very, very lean to get the benefits out of it so you can really pop those muscles and really see those cuts. Um, the cool thing about Masteron, guys, it is a DHT, dihydrotestosterone drug. It has some interesting qualities that makes it very different from other anabolic steroids. Um, for one... Absolutely best polisher guys out there. Um, number one steroid for people who are going into a competition. If they got to look good, 
two weeks from now on the dot, they'll still run the crap out of Mastron ahead of their show. So we're going to talk all about it in this episode, guys. First, let's go over to history. We're going to bring in our history guru, Rick, and he's going to go over the history of Mastron. So a uh, pretty short history of Mastron. Uh, basically, Mastron was the only steroid that was really used uh, for inoperable breast cancer in women. You know, Mastron uh, showed uh, very early on from from his introduction showed to have anti-estrogen properties. It was used for that purpose. And like many steroids that were used to treat medical conditions, over time it was replaced by better drugs that did a better job at controlling uh, estrogen side effects and didn't have any issues with virilization, you know, with making uh, the girls grow uh, hair and their voice uh, thickens up, thicken up. So, it was uh it was it just fell out of use uh, because of it. The company that introduced it just by the way is Syntax, which is the same company that introduced Anadrol. Uh, it was about ten years after Anadrol had already been on the market is when uh, Syntax introduced uh, Masteron. And early on, bodybuilders used it as an anti-estrogen. Uh, back in the seventies, when it first hit the market, Arimidex, Aromasin didn't exist. Uh, Novadex uh, was st- was around already, but it wasn't until the late 80s that Dan Duchesne proposed that uh, Novadex could be used to treat gynecomastia or to prevent gynecomastia during cycle. Before that, before Arimidex, before Novadex was used for this purpose, before Romazin was ever created, it was Mastron is what uh, bodybuilders used as an anti-estrogen during their cycle. They didn't look at the drug much as a, as a muscle builder or an anabolic because they were using other stronger anabolics. They just looked at it as a good anti-estrogen drug to use in case you were prone to estrogen side effects or if you were getting ready uh, close to a show and needed to deal with water retention uh, because pound per dollar, it's not a very um, economic drug. You're not going to gain a lot of pounds off of it for the amount of money you're going to spend on it. So bodybuilders really kind of sort of always used it as an anti-estrogen. Then in the 90s and, and early 2000s, when all the, with the new anti-estrogens came into play, when Novadex began to be used for this purpose and, and all that, then Masteron kind of fell out of favor. Guys stopped kind of using it. And uh, there's been a resurgence in the popularity of Masteron in the last few years. I've noticed people are talking about it more and more and more and talking about the anti-estrogen properties of it. So it's, it's kind of making it a comeback, it seems like, in, in popularity. Here's the interesting thing about Masteron, guys. It's a, it was always in the propionate ester, so very, very short ester. But um, a lot of you who have used Masteron have used it actually in the NFA ester. And the reason for that is the underground labs have really done a good job of, of uh, coming up with that longer type of ester of Masteron. So that's kind of cool that you don't have to inject it every day or every other day if you're using that longer ester. But um, originally, guys, the farm-grade Masteron always came in propionate form. You're not going to find you're not going to find it um, in NNA form, but a, a, a farmer-grade um, source. I mean, maybe that changed today. I don't know um, because a lot of sources out there they'll sell what they say is farm-grade quality or human-grade quality here, but it really isn't. It's actually still underground labs, but it's uh, it might be maybe a higher type of quality, you know? All right, guys, so um, let's talk about how it works. 
Masteron is a DHT compound. So it's going to inhibit estrogen to a certain extent as Rick got into. Um, it's almost a pure DHT, guys, almost pure dihydrotestosterone. The only difference is the addition of a carbon two position methyl group. So it makes this compound more effective and resistant to breakdown in the body. And it also is a little more anabolic than straight DHT. So those are the, the little things that make it a little different. Since it is a DHT derivative, it's not going to aromatize in the body. There's going to be zero conversion to estrogen. And as we both alluded to, it's going to even help inhibit estrogen to a certain extent. That's why in the old days, Masteron was considered a forgotten steroid in modern times. But guys in the older days, maybe 70s, 80s, early 90s, before aromatase inhibitors became widely used or even came, you know, invented, they actually used Masteron in their cycle, a little bit of Masteron. That little bit of Masteron would make a huge difference um, when, it came, when it came to that. So that was really their, their best option in those days if they wanted to run something like Dianabol or testosterone that did aromatize. One of the other great things structurally that Masteron does really well is it binds a sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. So the other steroids that you're going to run with it, and Rick is going to get into dosages and get into stacks. But the thing is, one of the beauty things about Masteron is when you stack it with other steroids, it makes those other steroids more effective because of that binding. So it's going to actually raise your androgens your body free testosterone ratio and, and make the entire cycle run so much better so rick's going to kind of get into some of the dosages that he he's uh trained guys with and get into um how long to run it and talk about rick um you know what you've experienced with it and what dosages you've run it so masteron you can actually uh run it pretty aggressively if you're using a lot of testosterone because it also is a steroid, um, besides the fact that it helps with uh, estrogen side effects, it is a steroid. It will add uh, something to your to your mix there. So you can run as much as 100 mg every other day, run 150, 200 every third day. Um, I've worked with guys running as much as uh, 600 mg of Mastron a week, and it works. It keeps you nice and hard, nice and lean. Even if you're taking uh, Masteron and Dianabol, the Masteron will definitely help you uh, not get too much bloat from that Dianabol. It is, on its own, is not going to be a great muscle builder. You're not going to find a lot of guys wanting to run Masteron-only cycles. But combined with other steroids, it does add to the anabolic effect and it does lower estrogen side effects. It's coming back into style now. Some guys are now using Mastron instead of just stacking on pounding the anti-estrogens, the aromacin and the arimastane and, and all this stuff. Um, they're actually using more Mastron now and it's, it's coming back. It's, I've seen it in a lot of lists and I've see a lot more guys talking about it. I've ran it a couple of times. I did when I first started using steroids, Mastron had fallen out of favor already because Arimidex was just, was almost was just out and uh, guys were already using Clomid and Novadex. So it was beginning to lose some of its spark. And then uh, around 2008, 9, 10, uh, it started to come back big time. Um, and I used some British Dragon Master on uh, around that area, that, that era. 
And uh, I liked it. It definitely lowered uh, estrogen. I used it along with some pro-hormone cycles that were uh, still legal at the time. And it definitely, in my opinion, did the job for uh, estrogen control. And again, you can keep it as little as two to 300 milligrams a week or run it as aggressively as five to 600 mix per week. It shouldn't affect your liver too much. All steroids hurt your liver to a degree. The orals hurt it way worse than the injectables. But Masteron on its own is really not that bad for your liver. And uh, you, can, you can get up as high as 600 uh, before your joints begin to uh, hurt a little bit. Not as bad as Winstrol. Winstrol make your joints hurt pretty, uh, pretty early on, even at lower dosages. But uh, Masteron, you can get up to about 600 megs a week uh, if, and before your joints really begin to, to hurt. I've run Masteron between four and 600 milligrams along with a stack. And to, to, to be honest with you, for me, it was a waste. Just because my goals aren't competing, my goals aren't to take photo shoots, my goals aren't to jack off to myself in the mirror while I'm working out. But if those are your goals and you're really, really lean, Masteron is a great, great option. And in fact, if you're competing, I would say Masteron is one of the most important steroids that you're going you're gonna to use and that your coach is going to want to put you on. So those situations, it's, it's really, really good. But I mean, otherwise, I, I just don't see it being... Uh, a great steroid if you're just a, you know, a gym rat, if you're into powerlifting, if, if you're just an athlete and you, you want to do stuff. One of the, one of the interesting things though, too, I want to bring in Rick on this. A lot of boxers, a lot of MMA fighters have been busted for using Masteron, uh, specifically Anderson Silva and Mike Richmond. I don't know if uh, Rick, you know about those guys or their stories. And my theory behind this and i want to get your opinion on this rake but my theory the reason they're using masteron is because they're they're trying to get into a weight class so the masteron helps them give them um you know helps helps them get some pd in their system without increasing their weight class and in some cases they can actually drop their weight class when you're using masteron so i'm curious to hear um do you remember those stories i don't follow those uh mma or boxing very often and and what's your opinion on why they're doing it? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's actually a very, very good option for a weight class athlete, and especially MMA. It won't uh, hurt your joints early on the way Winstrel will. It won't put on any, uh, any mass the way a Primovolin or, or even taking Trambolone might. So it's not going to put mass on. It will lower estrogen, which means you're going to get rid of, of some water weight, which is always a good thing when you're trying to make weight and it's not going to put on mass and it's still anabolic. So you, your muscles are going to feel stronger. You are going to feel something from it. So you guys understand when you are a top level athlete, where you're up to that, that degree in training, in competition, you're pushing your body to the limit, to the brink. You're pushing your heart rate, your muscles to about as far as they can go. A, a fighter, in, just in, in training, trying to hold on to a submission when the guy is not fully locked in and he's holding on. Is it these moments, you know, where you push your body to the limit, where you really notice what just a little bit, like a little 100 megs, 200 megs of a steroid can do for you a week? Because this guy is going in the gym training, pushing his body, his lactic acid production, just, just his threshold. He's pushing it to the limit every day. Now he adds, you know, a couple hundred mix of master on a week. 
all of a sudden when he comes in, he knows he can tell he's got some more left. He's got just a little bit more in the tank. And sometimes that makes all the difference. If you can just try to hold on to that submission attempt just a few more seconds longer than the guy can resist it, and you're locked in and you won. And you're next in line for title. You know, you, you get up to that level. So Masteron, while the regular gym rat, the regular guy just going to the gym to look good, might waste some of his money on it, especially since once you get off of it, the estrogen kind of normalizes again and you hold on to your regular water weight again. Might be a waste. But the, these top-level guys, um, just a couple hundred makes a week can make a huge, huge difference when it comes to, to just, uh, you know, putting that, putting the, that kill switch and, and just putting that off button, just setting it further apart. They can just push longer. A few more seconds here, a few more seconds there, a little bit, you know, a couple more pounds behind their, their punches. That makes a huge difference. So, yeah, Masteron is actually a pretty darn good steroid for, for any, uh, any fighter. Also, you're not going to have a, a problems with pumps, shin splints, back pumps on it. Not early on, not, not at a couple hundred makes a week, um, not at 300 makes a week usually. So, it, it, you know, it's why it's been preferred. Now, because these guys understand Masteron, but they don't understand ester chains, especially some of these coaches in fighting, they're probably doing their calculations thinking about the old Mastron, the propionate ester, which was out of your system a lot faster. But no, they're getting, you know, underground Mastron in, in 2015, 20, circa 22,000. Well, you're going to get that longer ester, which is going to linger a lot longer and is going to be detectable a lot longer. And uh, I think that's why you see some guys getting popped for it uh, when they think they're, they should be safe. Yeah, so the Half-Life guys, as Rick mentioned, the Propionate, the Half-Life is going to be at three days. The NFA is going to be about 10 days. And the detection time of the Propionate is a lot shorter. It's under a month. And then on the NFA, it's going to be a few months. But with the new doping testing that they're doing, you get popped a lot more easier now. So um, you might be in trouble even if you exceed those detection times. Side effects, guys, uh, as Rick said, there's not much to talk to. Maybe, maybe the DHT side effects, maybe a little joint dryness. You can run into joint RX, solve that. Might get a little head hair loss. You run into shampoo, solves that. It's not that much. For a DHT derivative, it's for some reason, just because it's so mild, it really doesn't attack those issues like some of the other DHT derivatives like Winstrol would. But if you're stacking it with stuff, if you start stacking it, the more and more stuff you stack it with, then those are when the side effects really start to become noticeable. So it kind of piggybacks off those other steroids. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, guys, Mastron, stack it. It's got to be using a stack. Using it by itself is not going to do anything because you're just going to get a little hard, get some hardening. And when you stop taking it, the hardening is just going to go away. So I really don't see the point of using Mastron by itself in 99.99% of situations. So definitely use it in this stack, guys. It stacks well with pretty much everything. One of my favorite stacks with Mastron is with Trend. And, um, you know, that kind of goes, uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly together. They, they, they complement each other really, really well. And Mastron won't it won't really increase those side effects that happen on trend. 
um, and it'll kind of harden you up. It's really, really good if you want to, if you're low body fat, like eight, 9% body fat, if you run trend with Mastron, you're going to, you're going to look amazing on that stack. I mean, that's, that is the monster stack for being ripped. You know, if you want to get ripped in the gym. So that would be my recommendation in that situation. If you're a competitor, you want to definitely talk to your coach. And if he suggests running mastering, you're probably going to end up running quite a bit, four or five, 600 milligrams ahead of your show. But you want to start using it ahead of your show. You don't want to start using it just like a week or two before because it will, you know, it's, you want to give it time to kind of peak in your system. So Rick, um, you want to close up, talk about female use and talk about is mastering an expensive steroid compared to the other ones? I, I was just about to say uh, main side effect you're going to get from Mastron is your wallet's going to be uh, pretty uh, pretty empty and uh, you're not going to gain much pounds from it. You're going to look great while you're on it, but once you come off of it long enough, you, you'll go back to, to looking like you look not on Mastron. It is a great steroid for competition. It gets the water out of the right places. It kind of gets in there and, and gets those little bit of fats in between the muscle fibers. I mean, it makes you look ripped and hard while you're on it once you come off of it you're not you're not going to keep any of that progress the way you might hold on to some pounds say after a a cycle of you know testosterone and deca or whatever uh, you might hold on to some pounds afterwards um mastron you're not really building mastron pounds when you're on it and the effects uh are really just aesthetics how you look which go away after you come off. So that's about it. As far as uh, how it treats your body, it's pretty decent on your, on your body. It's not, not bad at all. When it comes to female use, Masteron clinically, you know, medically was prescribed to females that had basically inoperable breast cancer. So the drug was, was prescribed to women. Of course, other drugs like Tamoxifen, Femara, they have, uh, they, they work better for, for, for that, <clears throat> they work better for that use and don't have the side effects that Mastron has. But even then, compared to other steroids, compared to, say, shooting Primo Bowling or even doing Winstrol, high amounts of Winstrol, Mastron is pretty mild for women. Ladies, if you're going to try messing with Mastron, if you can get the propionate ester, I advise that because if, you, if it starts to do something you don't like it to do, you can stop shooting it and it's out of your system pretty quickly. If you get the natate ester um, and starts doing something you don't like it to do, you're in for, for a ride for a couple of weeks on, on it uh, from the time you finish your last shot. So prop your date ester and just really low. You got to gauge, you got to gauge your tolerance to it. Um, maybe a little bit of voice uh, thickening and uh, a little bit of hair loss maybe what women might experience on Mastron. I don't, haven't heard much about it making it grow hair on women, but the voice thickening, and yes, and, and the hair issue once you go back, once you go above a certain dose, which tends to vary from, from girl to girl how much you can actually tolerate. But again, I think all women need is Anavar, maybe a little bit of Winstrol. That's, I'll keep saying that over and over again. Uh, Mastron could be okay, but if you're, I don't know. I just, um, I, I just like Anabar uh, better for, for the girls than, than Wistrel. And look, it is an oral Anabar, and after about four to six weeks, you'd ideally want to come off of it. 
Um, if, you, you, if you're using the really low female doses, uh, you could definitely stay on it a lot longer than the men that are using, you know, 50, 60 megs of Anabar. But I like it still better than, than Mastron for women. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it'll work for, for females. It, it, it definitely is effective. All right, guys. So look, I think we covered everything in this show, guys. It's a great show. Uh, Mastron, guys, uh, give it a shot. If you got low body fat, See, see what it does for you. You might, you might love it. Uh, I can say my massage therapist, when I was on it, she said she had never massaged someone with harder muscles before. So that is one of the things it does, gives you hard muscles. All right, guys, appreciate you listening. Steve Smee here and Rick, evolution.org. Hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, Rick. Hey, have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.